This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, a CBS Sports podcast. I am Mike Casaza. Going once, going twice, gone. Chris Anderson, you are on the block here. We're going to talk about something that has caught fire overnight here in Morgantown among West Virginia fans. Heck, among Mountaineer football players. I love a conflict. I love when the call is coming from inside the house. Enlighten us on what the heck happened here, Chris, and why it's so, I don't know what the adjective would be, but right now, entertaining. Well, so I guess my first interaction or knowledge of it came from a tweet from Zach Frazier about at 6.30 on Monday evening. And it was him, quote, tweeting the Mountaineer Athletic Club about an auction they held where the Mountaineer Athletic Club had put up 30 official, quote, team-issued Country Roads jerseys and put them up for bids. And Zach Frazier's jersey went for only $600. And Zach Frazier says, quote, I play my heart out for this state. I'm sick right now. I would have paid way more than $600 for my own uniform. I wish I would have known. I'll pay double to whoever bought it. Please reach out. And that just opens up a whole can of worms. Obviously, everybody sees that. He's one of the most recognizable players on this uh, WVU football team. And him tweeting that publicly is a very bad look for a lot of people. And it got a lot of people talking. And it, I, I mean, I saw it and about 15 things ran through my mind about so many issues. And, and I remember we, you and I were talking about how we got to do the Q and a pod. And I sent you that link to that tweet. And I said, I think we need a rapid reactions, bud. <laughs> Let me just uh, edit your introduction here for a second, Chris. Um, you said Zach Frazier. I would say. Base of the program. Zach Frazier. Yeah. They have put him out on a lot of stuff. They have promoted him for, off-season and preseason awards. The trouble of being the face of the program at any football team, the college football team, is your face is beneath the helmet. They don't see you very much. You get in trouble if you take a helmet off on the field. Um, you're a center. What has been the most ink spilled about Zach Frazier in his career? Probably the Oklahoma game two seasons ago, unfortunately for him. Reality for a center in college football. There were a lot of people I talked to throughout the season who thought he would go pro. That he'd done enough in, in you know three seasons. He played, played well, played better. And that 
I, I don't know what his academic status is, but either he's done or he would be done soon. Um, maybe should have done my homework on this. But my point being, he did not go pro. He is back. No announcement, no fanfare, no tweet, no press release, no news conference, just kind of quietly came back to work the next day. So this is one of your marquee players. And for him to have an issue and to perk up like this, to me, is out of character because he's a pretty mild-mannered <laughs> to, to the media. On the field, you can see it's different. If you watched him wrestle, you can tell it's different. Maybe you're seeing the man in the singlet come out right now a little bit. But for as long as we've known him in West Virginia football, uh, uh, this is just a deviation of of who he is and how he's been. And I'm not saying he's wrong. It just strikes me that he did that. And number one, number two, I would have to think, if anybody knew he felt this way, this probably wouldn't happen. But I would also have to think that if he knew like like what the Mac is and what it does and what it intended to do here, I really wonder if he would have sent that tweet. But part of this, I think, is that there's probably levels of confusion about what's going on and how this happened. I wonder how many people even knew that their jersey was available. Um, if this was going on, there's a whole lot of question marks that we have. And I think that's part of the issue you and I are going to explore and and, and illustrate here. But not just Zach Frazier. It's Zach Frazier, comma, a whole bunch of qualifiers, comma, complete your sentence there. It's not just a guy on this team. It's maybe the guy on this team. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is not something you really want out there publicly because you're right. Over the last you know couple of weeks, he's appeared on preseason All-American teams. The, he, he gets put out there by the program. As as you noted, as kind of the face of the program, and now we here here we are kind of opening up kind of fresh wounds. I mean, th- this whole fundraising thing, and again, there, there's a lot of things we need to talk about here, a lot of angles. The fundraising part at West Virginia, like that's that's a big reason why Shane Lyons was fired, or at least that was one of the reasons it was given publicly, and it's a reason why. They hired Ren Baker. It's a reason why they've tried to change up the way they approach uh, NIL money and how they they fundraise for all this stuff and how they get money to the kid, to the players. Um, and here we are just a couple months later. You know, uh, what is it? What is that Simpsons? Like the guy just stepping on the rake over and over and over again. I know that's that's your thing. And here we are again. It's not my thing. I'm not the one doing it. <laughs> it's unfortunate, too. Um they just don't need steps backwards. They need steps forward. And to come out and say that you raised nearly $20,000 for the college, for, for the Mountaineer football master plan. Chris, $20,000 is not a lot. It's nothing that you couldn't fundraise independently. That's singular donations from a person or a family. In some instances, that's stuff that can be phased out over time. I really wonder if it has to be the on the literal backs of your college football players if you have to fund a master plan for football with something like this. Hindsight, obviously, right now, but I spoke to someone last night who is in a program that did this two years ago, um, had a themed uniform, one-time only kind of thing, which, by the way, that's another issue, but that's a whole other podcast, I guess, but was not intending to use this uniform again in the future, and they held an auction. Um, I'm not going to say the number because it's easy to track down who this is, I think, but more, for sure. Number one, number two, they gave players and their families the rights to the first refusal on their number. Um, had to pay for it, but, like, hey, 
you played in this game, you did this, would you like to buy your uniform? Cool. Yes, no, whatever. And then it went up an auction. Maybe that's what they did with the other 55 uniforms. I guess maybe more than 55. They only sold 30. And then let me say this too. 20,000 for 30 uniforms, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but that feels like it's a separate thing. Like we can we can pin a, a ribbon on that if you want to, sure. But man, I really wonder if they could have found a different way to make $20,000. Or is this where we're at scraping the barrel right now is to, to get $20,000. You got to sell 30 one-time use uniforms. Mike, what what does that twenty thousand dollars get you? A couple Gatorade like, coolers. Well, not Gatorade for a year, if anybody <laughs> yeah. remembers that joke. <laughs> um, like, I mean, probably furniture for some offices. You know, um, you, you've seen Neil Brown's office. Yeah, I, I, I it, I'm, I'm asking this question because currently, right now, there, there is some renovations going on in my own house, and I mean, I'll take any donations anybody wants to give because I know. Currently, for a fact, twenty thousand dollars isn't getting you very far. Like, I mean, I'm not doing half of what, I, of course, not half of what these guys are doing. And twenty thousand dollars in what? Uh, what's a what's the budget for the football program? Oh God! Like, uh, well, yeah. probably unlimited. Right? Yeah, I mean, but you know, they're spending tens of millions a year, mm-hmm. and we're talking twenty thousand dollars to. Like it's it wasn't worth twenty thousand dollars to piss off Zach Frazier at all. I mean, again, hindsight, all that stuff, but I don't know what they thought they were getting from this. But man, hey, I I don't know. Hey, hey, let's let's try to pick an avenue here and go because there is well, a lot I want to talk about here. Let's optimize it. How's that? Okay. I don't have a problem with them doing this. I don't either. I, I think that was that was my first question to you because there were some people on the board upset about the fact that they're selling the ticket uh the jerseys period i do not have a problem with that at all yeah like i, I don't know why this is a one-time uniform i think it's be cool to wear once a year for special occasions or at least to have in your pocket and i suppose they can still do that but fine Th- that's part of the appeal here hey they only wore this once and i'm not even sure these are game worn uniforms whatever too right but also the, the 30 numbers and the prices they went for wow like the number one seller was number nine you remember number nine right there was no number nine right so a lot of it my grandchildren on my knees and tell them about number nine i mean maybe major harris you know maybe but like i don't like that's a weird thing with the uniform from a player so long ago to a game not that long ago anyways whatever let's optimize this i don't have a problem with them doing this too in some regard yeah you are in charge of making money execution and, and and uh um conception of the idea are two different things here of course so how do you make this better advertise a little bit better make the stage bigger more inclusive and like why do it now to like the time for college football would be around your signing days so there's one before christmas which hmm what do people do before christmas oh they spend money and buy gifts one two um let's be honest they they need to pie piper the hell out of things this year for football. And if they could do something in the spring to make people's heart race a little bit about this coming football season, that would help. And if this spring game is just practice 15 and we're going to go out and just do some special team, like if, if it's just that thing that we all kind of roll our eyes about right now, shame on them. And it might be because 
there's an opportunity to turn this into like a festival. And I really thought we were going this way a couple of years ago, and they just canceled the spring game because it was too cold. And they went out and they did their charity walk, and that was about it. Dana Holgerson, Jeff Hostetler, so on and so forth. They carried through on the charitable part, but the football thing wasn't going to happen. And I was just thinking, and I think a lot of people were at least considering this, is this going to be like an actual weekend or a day where you do certain things? And it just seems like a way to like to to jumpstart this a little bit and turn maybe a Saturday or a weekend into something bigger too. And look at what Bob Huggins did with his dang fish fry, right? And wrap that around a basketball game, turn that into like two cool nights. Could you do something like that with a spring game? Is a is a spring exhibition as big as a regular season basketball game against an SEC team or a Big Twelve team? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Could be. At least, at least they could be comparable. So, you know, have something like a dinner one night. And then, by the way, the dinner, there's going to be a silent auction or there's an elimination dinner or just something like that. Do something where you can actually get a lot of people in there, lubricate them, make them happy. Maybe they overpay for the uniforms, maybe 20,000, 50,000. Who knows? But like turn it into something that's part of a weekend or part of a bigger event and not just a thing that you did online because you got signed up to live source. Like actually use this, make something of it. You have these assets, you have these 30 uniforms is putting them online for a live online auction the best way to go? They thought so. Is that the way to go in the future? I don't know. They got a lot more uniforms they can sell. Perhaps they grow it into something different. But I just think about every time they do something like this, Chris, there's people who get mad. You remember before they were selling the uniforms and the helmets and people were really mad because like a small number of people got a lot of uh, the memorabilia and a lot of people felt left out. Well, they don't do that anymore. Cool. That's good. This is maybe different than that. But like, this still feels like a short of the goal line to me. I want to start with your point about timing. Again, it, it, of course, all of that about, hey, it's not football season. Like, focus it around football, turn around football. But you also brought up something else that happened recently, the Bob Huggins fish fry. Do you know what happened after that? The baseball auction. Mm-hmm. And now you turn around and ask it, like in the span of about eight days, they had three separate events asking for money, putting things up for sale. Like at some point, you know, we and I get like these are these are auctions and you're getting things, you're earning things, you're buying things. You know, this isn't just write me a check. But when you're the third of three straight fundraising events in the span of like eight days, it's not gonna work. Like people are you're just kind of tired of it by then. Like you've run out of donors, like, Hey, you know, maybe, you know, daddy Warbucks over there that's, that's buying everything could muster up a few, few more dollars for that third auction. But a lot of your, maybe no offense to anybody that's buying these, but like middle of the road, uh, purchasers or, or lower income purchasers, they're done. Like, Hey, I spent my, you know, I had $1,000 to spend in, in, you know, petty cash or whatever, um, I've spent it. I spent it at the fish fry. I spent it at the baseball auction five days ago. And now there's this third event in like eight or nine days. I'm not, I don't have any money, more money to go. And so the timing of it was just terrible. Um, I don't know how long it was, you know, planned in advance. But again, as you noted, this was just a live auction online. As far as I know, you could have just moved it. You could have set moved it back in the spring. Give it a couple months between events, between fundraising events. Set it around the football spring games. Set it around some practices, something. But that timing was just brutal. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think you're fishing from different streams when it comes to baseball and football, right? Not football and basketball. A lot of overlap when it comes to those fans. And there's going to be some in baseball, but there's there's so many, there's such a significantly lower number of baseball fans than football and basketball fans. No offense to baseball. I think what they do is really cool. But you, the overlap in football and basketball, fish fry to this, is probably – that Venn diagram is pretty interesting too. I'm just – I'm sorry, Chris, but I'm picturing somebody logging on being like, I need that nine uniform and putting the bid in for like $500 and then gets a notification. I don't know, maybe an email. Someone's outbid you. Oh, yeah, I'm willing to go to $700, $900, 1100 $1,660 for the number nine jersey. Who is this? I can write a story about this, I think. I'm not going hey, to. But... Let's put put the flyer out there. Come hop on the pod. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, props to Lance Dixon's family. 13 10 for the number five jersey. I'm assuming. I don't know. Uh, number two, 970. Just weird. It might be lucky numbers. I don't know. Curious to me. We'll see. Then he wins, Chris. Any wins over there. And the thing is that I feel like we've been banging them with a hammer for a long time about stuff. It's not just you and me, people on our board, fans. It's not in our little silo here on our podcast and our website. Um, a lot of people are just kind of disappointed and upset by the the pace of the fundraising um, and how, how scattered everything has been. 
I think Rem Baker is probably going to have his hands on that before long, and he may grab the wheel sooner than later when he sees this and the reception thereafter. We'll see. But just need wins. And what occurs to me is, yeah, we have been talking about this for a long time, and it hasn't really been swept up yet. They've had turnover personnel things. They've been trying to get people in the right spots and also win games, get to the postseason, give people reasons to open their wallet to buy or, I guess, provide more of the same enjoyment and success that they're enjoying. That success and enjoyment isn't really there. So helps to win the games. Can we talk about maybe the most important part of what went wrong here? Sure. It, working together. Uh, and this is something you and I talked about months ago, a year ago, whenever the NIL stuff started really sprouting up and Country Roads Trust started. And we brought up the the dilemma of there are going to be some schools who just have unlimited funding and they will be able to fund, say, the MAC and the Country Roads Trust and academic stuff and all that. Is West Virginia one of those programs? Is West Virginia University one of those schools? I wasn't sure. And I asked the question, you know, are they going to be able to fund both sides of this or are both pro both, you know, sets of fundraisers going to be fighting each other for the same dollars and then both end up short because they're fighting over it. Go look at, if you're listening to this, go look at the WVU Mac social media pages. Now they tweet these things out. They said, put them out there on Twitter. And when they do, they tag you, you tag other accounts and typically when you tag other accounts that is an invitation to that person to retweet that and share that with their followers to link it up to post it somewhere else to put it on their other social medias for instance when one of our national guys interviews a kid a recruit and talks about west virginia they will tag me in it they will tag the ear sports twitter in it and, and then i will retweet it i will put it on our board i will put it on our facebook that helps Expand it. It helps get it out to more people. It, it's us working together. On the WVU Mac one, they tagged WVU football. They tagged WVU sports on Twitter. Both accounts have exponentially higher follower rates than the WVU Mac Twitter page. Yeah. And neither one of those accounts retweeted, tweeted, linked, nothing. No coaches, no players. And it, it sounds like some of the players didn't even know that the jerseys were up for auction. I, I, it sounds like, don't know that for a fact, but just oh. the way Fraser reacted. I could tell you a few parents who had no idea. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's no, there's no cohesiveness. There's no working together here. The, the school is not working together. All of these different arms of the program and the university, there's a, somebody get these guys on a Slack channel, Mike. Get them in a Slack channel together and ping each other. Help me out. Retweet this. This is for all of us. And they're just not doing it. Like, it, it seems like, you know, if I read into this and, it, like, just try to analyze what's going on, it's like almost like, hey, I don't want to help them because I'm almost competing against them. And that's a problem. If you have all of these different arms of the program trying to reach in different directions, you're going to go nowhere. I wonder if they know to help each other or that it's okay or they want to. I don't believe that there's a like an East Coast, West Coast, Biggie, Tupac thing here, right? Although, again, love conflict, love it when it's inside the house, right? That's cool. 
it's not what's happening. I don't think. I just think there's. Do they know to help? Do they know how they can help too? The the Twitter followers, the Facebook followers for for um the Mac, um, I don't know. That's their number one mode of communication when it comes to fundraising. I would assume, you know, they probably have a listserv. They probably do some stuff with um with email, phone calls. I mean, a lot of people. It's kind of a joke, but that six oh seven p.m. when you're sitting down to eat the the steak and potatoes, that's the Mac calling, right? Kind of a long running joke here, but they do stuff like that. But I still think that like the awareness on social media was where you might get that. And this isn't a thing where you had to be a Mac member. If you saw it, you could jump onto it. Um, I've seen just mixed reports by people who did get an email or didn't get an email, but like it was just one email. Um, man, it just feels like there should have been a big preamble to this. Um, could have been done better for sure, but heck, this podcast could have been done better too. I'm not saying that like the flaw is in the perfection of the execution of the plan, but like the whole plan just seemed like... Um, from conception to execution to now the review really kind of vulnerable in, in its strengths and weaknesses and how it could have been done better. And again, maybe they do it in the future and do it better. Maybe it is part of a bigger plan. We'll see, but um, definitely it did bend some people out of shape here and then continued to bend people out of shape because these, these aren't new critiques here. Um, I think well-intended hands are tied hamstrung on some stuff, but even little victories can make a big difference too. Yeah. A, a couple points real quick they um first off uh i believe it was dale wolfley who is is he he's still with the mac right or no who is this dale wolfley oh uh i don't know what his capacity is anymore to be okay. honest with you but but he he well he responded to zach's tweet saying things are being taken care of so first off whether he's involved or not, he seems to know that something he knows that somebody is trying to resolve this issue. So that's always a good thing is trying to fix any problems there might be. The second thing is if this were, and this is, and you touched on it a second ago, if this were a standalone incident, if this were the only fundraising issue that West Virginia had, or the only issue that was going on, it would, it would be a blip on the radar. Maybe it's still end up being a blip. I mean, we're still less than 20. We're what? 15 hours from when Zach Frazier's tweet while we're recording this. And maybe this will be old news in 15 hours from now, but this is just another piece to a puzzle of issues with fundraising and, and no cohesion. I feel like between all the various departments around the program, around athletics in general, and I think that is what is upsetting most of the people right now. Not specifically this, not the fact that, hey, Zach Frazier didn't get his jersey. It's just, here's another thing that has gone wrong. Whoever has the jersey, there needs to be a social media video of this person, like with the Sarah McLaughlin music, and he's just walking out of his man cave with all of his mountaineer memorabilia. And he's got this jersey under his arm, and he goes out into a field and Snaps the jersey to Zach Frazier. Handshake, yeah. hug, hatchet buried, give the Mac your money. And hey, if, you, if you're listening to this person who has Zach Frazier's jersey, reach out. I'd like to hear about it. Chris has $601 for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be able to sell sponsorship very quickly here, won't we? <laughs> yes, yes, we will. Well, problem identified, not problem solved, but again, problem nonetheless. We will be back 
in the near future here and promise a Q&A. We'll back it up one day. I felt this was um something that had to be addressed and maybe we'll have a good resolution to this sometime soon. We'll see. One way to find out. Stay tuned. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you then. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.